Welcome to As the Worm Turns. You are tuned in to KBNF's live call and gardening show. I'm your host, Jill Spears, and I'm here with our favorite gardener, Lance Swaggart. Hi. Happy New Year, Lance. Yeah, New Year. Here we go. Here we go already, 2024, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Glad to see you here this winter. Have you gotten any skiing in lately? Yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Bring on a little bit of snow. We can yes. use the moisture. Yes, it's pretty bare up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are live, and we're calling. Mm-hmm. 527-486-8866-KVNF-NOW. Worm at kvnf.org is the email. We've been getting some good emails out there. <laughs> yeah, lots of people are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, after, let's see, our last show was in November yeah. and our cohort Lulu is over on the other side of the mountain. She is skiing and she'll return in a couple months, but we've had some emails from people all over, um, Fort Collins and the front range, especially, mm-hmm. uh, people listening to the show and they have gardens over there and we encourage them to give us a ring. Idel sent us a beautiful email and picture of her gardening and peppers mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and sure we'll take your questions yes. huh yeah the more the better the more the better yeah and, and then you know everybody else that wanted to ask that question gets to listen you know that's how it all works yeah. huh? connecting and, and sharing information um let's talk a little bit about winter projects that are going on mm-hmm. and um let's get into the season already <laughs> yeah yeah the winter projects um and this is it took me i don't know a couple months no a month or so but all the grain the kamut and the barley and the pearl millet got threshed and cleaned and uh, wh- how I did that all was I started with the kamut and I put it on the floor in my garden room a little handful at a time and actually uh, threshed it with my feet. Just rolled it? Like, rolled it, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's amazing how uh, easily it comes out. And then... Um, you and have that, that on a sheet or no, something? No, not or? on a sheet, right on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's a dirt floor, mm-hmm. uh, sealed and stuff and um i do that just a handful at a time and then you take the straw because it's still all on the stalks and take the straw out and it got in a big pile till i needed to move it and then i put that that grain through a screen and that got all the really big coarse stuff out and Mm -hmm. then i winnowed it so three rounds of work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the kamut first. Mm-hmm. And then when that was done, mm-hmm. then I went and did the barley. And then when that was done, I went and did the... I just finished the pearl mill about a week or so ago. And uh, um, I, I screened that one three times. And I actually, by that time, I actually did that in the house near the fireplace. Oh, that sounds cozy. <laughs> Um, your screens are they different sizes, different yeah. grade? Yeah, of... the the ones that I use for the barley and the kamut that's a that started with a quarter inch, and then actually you know what I um, after I quarter inch I actually screened it with maybe an eighth inch, and that was more to get a little bit more of the bigger stuff out. And then I did a little bit smaller screen and that got the dust out. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to mm-hmm. winnow it, wow. it uh, um, 
really cleaned it up. So difference between screening and winnowing, is that just a smaller? Um... Winnowing is with a fan. With the fan. Okay. Yeah, and screens are screens. All and right. there's all different sizes. And uh, I have eighth-inch rounds, and then I think the other one's even smaller, maybe a sixteenth-inch round. And then I have some stainless steel window screens of different sizes. Yeah. Are these um, screens that just through the process of growing your own grain and seed that you've come up with that, that just work well for you? or um, actually, How did you figure that all out? Actually, what happened is that old friend, the seed saver on Pengdu, mm -hmm. right. he came over and um, got 100 pounds of squash. He didn't, we didn't know it was 100 pounds until he, he uh, took it home and weighed it, which is fine. Squash actually weighs a lot. It's pretty dense. Winter squash. The seed? Huh? The seed? Squash no, seed? No, oh. the, the squash oh, plant itself. Okay. And so he uh, offered to... Uh, make these seed cleaning, seed cleaning screens and he had the screens and at that time he you could go to a place down in delta and buy the go down into their scrap piles and get these things uh -huh. and that's where he got these different size screens and um, it took me 10 years to get them <laughs> and uh, they were not made, but I had somebody make the frames on them. Mm -hmm. And now I have two sets instead of one because he passed. And uh, you got the... And so I have two sets of screens mm -hmm. like this. He also had one, some screens he had bought that are actually... One is really a, a nice one for lettuce seed because mm. it's flat. It has, it's, uh, will screen out those flat seeds. And it works. It takes a while, but it works really mm -hmm. good. So you've got a good system of screens. Yeah. So you can screen out big stuff. You can screen out small stuff. And just you figure it out. Depending on what you got. Yeah. Uh, so what was your yield in, let's say, the kamut and the barley after that was? Um, actually, it's sort of funny. They're both the same square footage, and I've got 23 pounds of each one of them. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Pearl millet, about the same? or? Um, that's It was actually more productive, and it was only two rows 50 feet long where the other ones were say 200 square feet and the pearl millet had 25 pounds oh wow it did really well yeah that's that's a gorgeous grain mm -hmm. um okay uh we're gonna check in on the phone lulu's on the phone oh, to okay. say howdy <laughs> hi lulu hi you guys hi. i'm just saying happy new year and it's so good that you're on the air and talking about seeds I love that, it. That's right. Yeah. Bringing it again this year, 2024. Wow. Hard to comprehend, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little <laughs> tough to comprehend. But it's going to be a good year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got to start snowing a little bit. The snow report from over here is marginal. Marginal, <laughs> okay. yeah. Bring it on, right? Mm -hmm. We need that yeah. moisture. Yes. Yep. Bring it. But, you know, it's still early. That when it changes, it'll probably just change, and then we'll be going, oh, uh, I wish the sun would come out. <laughs> yep. It's going to be another year of who knows what's going to happen. That's right. Well, we're not, uh, yeah, we don't tell the future. Right, right. It's no, exciting. no future telling year. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. Well, it's all, you know, it's all good in the hood. So, um, Lance, 
You're talking about saving seeds and the screens and all? Yes. Yeah, that's a great idea. I've, I had a bunch of different little things that I used to sift stuff through, especially my arugula. Uh-huh. I think the bag actually is still sitting in the uh, living room <laughs> waiting for me to come home and fiddle around mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> we'll all be but, waiting for you. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah. um, I hope somebody calls in. Tell everybody that I say hi. And uh, I'm on my way back up to the ranch, and uh, it's a beautiful, starry night. And the rest is just going to, tomorrow the sun will come up, and we'll carry on. All right, thanks. All right, we look forward to your return, my dear. I look forward to my return, and I'll check in again with you guys. Okay. Sounds great. Good All to right. hear from you. Have a good evening. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> too, and, and good evening to all of our listeners, and... I love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye-bye, Lulu. All right. Good to hear from mm-hmm. her, the whole crew. Yeah. January 2nd. <laughs> We're excited. 527-4868-866-KVNF-NOW, worm at kvnf.org. I just want to mention that there's an amazing um, video up on YouTube mm-hmm. of your garden, Lance. And it's from a gentleman. Um, let me just get my notes here. His name is Stefano Creatini. I, don't know. I think that's how you pronounce yes. it. And it's called Permaculture Garden in the High Desert. And we're going to put a link to uh, that YouTube mm-hmm. video on the podcast yeah. when we're done with the show. So you can listen to the show again and you can um, click on that. But it's a great 15, 20 minutes, yeah. um, nice tour of Lance's garden. And some drone footage, and <laughs> that's uh, the fun part. It is fun. It's uh, mainly for me, I, yeah, uh, because I'm just on the ground doing the work, so right. it's fun to see that uh, angle. You're in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most trenches are beautiful. Yeah, and I think that's for me. Um, I love just to see the spatial layout of mm-hmm. your garden, and you've got a lot of um, room to work. Even though you have all those beds and all that food going on, yeah. you give yourself space in the garden. I thought that was pretty remarkable yeah, to me. If you don't have space to move, it just it just gets more, what do I want to say, cluttered mm-hmm. and stuff. So you really do, don't be afraid to give yourself a minimum of two-foot pathways. Right. And right. three or four is okay, you know, but two-foot minimum in the actual growing area. Right. And it just felt like I can see how you can swap your beds around because you have this, just these different areas Mm -hmm. where everything can kind of rotate through. So that was, that was a great perspective Mm -hmm. uh, for me to see that. But um, I think the other thing about it is uh, you can see all the variety and that was uh, filmed last summer, right? 2023? Well, well, October. October. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that we were talking about at the end of the season is in full swing. Like full. the pearl millet yeah. was was growing right growing. then. Yeah, yeah. And you watch the pearl millet, I don't harvest till the birds go after it. Right. Just They're your it indicator. <laughs> yeah. And um, yes, I actually, sometimes I, the birds get so bad that early on that I actually take the whole stock and dry them inside. And this year I didn't have to. They didn't go after that. Was no. there another favorite that they were? Um, actually, the birds were not a problem this fall. Mm. You know, what mm-hmm. can I say? They they right. didn't come after the grapes. They didn't come after the um, 
sunflowers, mm-hmm. you know, they just weren't there this year. Interesting. Uh, I would say the bird population was a little, little thin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hoping to bring that back this yeah. year. Um, now, another thing um, in the video that you can see really well is the, the hedge grove that you have, which mm-hmm. is like all kinds of varieties. Yeah, there's all, all sorts of stuff. Um, let me see if I can think of it all off the top of my head here. Uh-huh. Choke cherries. And uh, what's the other one in there? Um, okay, there's lilacs, choke cherries, naking cherries, which we mentioned off and on in the spring. They're so much fun to eat, and the birds really like them. There's, um, there's some oak, some gamble oak in there. And there's uh, Russian carragana, also known as Siberian pea shrub. And that has a yellow flower in the spring. The bumblebees and the hummingbirds really like that. And, uh, and then it does have edible pods if you so desire, <laughs> you know, but they're not that good. But they are edible. And it's also a nitrogen fixer. It's in the legume family. Um, there's actually some eastern red cedar in there. Uh, there's those hedge roses, Persian yellow and Austrian copper rose. There's some... Wow. <laughs> what's the other one? Um, Peking cantoniaster. Mm. It's a there's different types of cantoniaster, and this is a long leggy one that you would actually plant more as a hedge, and they have small little white pink flowers which you really don't see, but they have blackberries that again the birds really oh. like those. Mm-hmm. There's some crab apples in there. There's some wild apricots. There's some wild plums. I didn't plant these guys. I planted the crab apples. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, These seeds uh, come in from the birds, or uh, some stuff mm-hmm. definitely come in. There's a uh, sour cherry that I did not plant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in there, and that p- wild plum I didn't plant, and that wild apricot I did not oh, plant. Oh wow! Now that's pretty thick. Is that a deer uh, barrier for you? Well, um, yes, but. There's an eight-foot fence on the outside of that. Oh, double deer. <laughs> double deer down. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I did have an electric fence. The wire's still up, but I haven't had to use it for a couple years. So it's not, not a problem. Maybe the electric fence was the squirrels and raccoons. Mm. And um, the squirrels, I'm, you know, live trapping. And the uh, uh, raccoons, uh, they're never a problem till the grapes or the corn are almost ready. Oh, right. And that's when I spray pee, you know, Mm -hmm. and spray pee on the bases of the plants, and it takes care of raccoons. So that that was a better deterrent than the electric fence. And, yeah, and always had to duck under it because the electric fence was across the gate. (laughs) And so so the the wire's up if it ever gets bad. And I still got the charger, but Uh I haven't used it for a couple years. You can scare scare away predators. (laughs) Um, and you have just finished working in that hedge grove. You've been pruning that. Yeah, I prune just... it, then it. I prune it back uh, so that uh, I can have some space to walk, and also I mow all the way around. Well, you can see I mow all that grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I thin. Um, mainly I'm thinning choke cherries because they really spread. And I'm using the bigger canes for the trellises I make. And also for, um, what do I want to say, uh, bean poles, mm, pole mm-hmm. bean poles, stuff like that. So you use it in yeah. the garden as... Uh, yeah. And they get, get used in even the eighth or half inch to quarter inch 
little branches on those things, I actually save those. And those are my stakes for marking out where I'm planting things. So all my carrots, when I plant them, all the different varieties have those stakes separating. Oh, nice. So I, even those, and once they get sort of rotten and stuff, they go into the pizza oven. You know, so they get really do get used. Mm-hmm. Nice. Know, and stuff. Yeah, I imagine um, you've got to prune that pretty hard. Um, Every year. And this year... I've noticed that it didn't grow as much last year for whatever reasons. I don't know that. Uh, but normally I get about 100 or more uh, chokecherry branches, stakes. Not this year. Interesting. Yeah. And that hedge grove, is that one of the first things that you put in when you started the garden up there? Or It was as, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I actually put it up before the fence is up. This is, you know, and once you learn these things you know the first two years i had no fence that was and the deer found me mm-hmm. and the porcupines <laughs> and uh of course rabbits and squirrels and all that stuff the and little oasis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know so uh the fence went up after on the third year and so uh, i recommend to anybody that's going to be planting out in the, the rural areas i would measure out your garden space and measure back another 10 feet and put a fence up. Do that right away. Yeah, do it first thing. Mm-hmm. And I also buried the chicken wire. I buried it all the way around the garden. And so you buried it lower than... I buried it six inches all the way around the garden. Wow. And the reason I did that is to keep the rabbits out. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a fence there. Mm-hmm. And that goes up four feet. And then the rest of it is old, recycled stock fence, woven wire fence that mm-hmm. I hauled from someplace. And I rolled it all out, spliced it all together. So I recy- that whole fence is recycled materials except for the fence post. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty much a lot of your systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, come up with different, mm-hmm. find different things. That's happening with your um, root cellar. Um, oh yeah, you yeah. you were you inherited some cement blocks and yeah and mm-hmm. stuff and it, I said I dug that hole and it's funny but I, I I dug it with just a shovel and a wheelbarrow. No kidding. Yeah, and there wasn't that many rocks until you get down to forty two inches, <laughs> and then you get boulders. <laughs> and I did a wheelbarrow, and when the ground got hard, I would make these little berms. And fill those areas up with water and come back two days later and get another two inches out of it. Wow. That seems to be uh, your strategy with a lot of your projects is, you know, not to go full board on it, but to pick at it a little bit Mm -hmm. and come back to it um, so that you're not always on your knees. You're not always bending over. Yeah. Give yourself some. Yeah, that's. And I mentioned it in the video. I, I I think it was at the end it showed up. I have extreme endurance. And you just keep on pecking away, and you eventually get these things done. You yeah. are the epitome <laughs> of chop wood, carry water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that, right. chopping wood, too. Five truckloads. Oh, gosh. But mm-hmm. You're set for the winter. For next winter. Oh, Mar- for next winter. Yes, I got wood for next winter Oh, already. no kidding. Well, there you go. Yeah. That, you know, when I call wood, it's for the next year. It's not for this year. I've already got that. That's well prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
there is a method to your madness if that's <laughs> if you call that madness. Madness. Yeah. <laughs> But the root cellar is something, even though you had that hole dug for mm-hmm. quite some time, that's something new that you're putting together. You, you're still using your food storage pit. Yeah, I'm still um, doing the pit. And I was talking to the friends, and until I work out the kinks in the root cellar, once it's finished, I'm still going to do that root cellar, that root pit, mm-hmm. you know, just because I know that works. Right. You've got that system and down. Then, and then what I'll do when I, the root cellar's finished and up and up, running shall we say i will store stuff in there as an experiment mm-hmm. and if i get them great if i lose them well in the compost right you know so a slow transition yeah to actually... it'll take about two years mm-hmm. and is that going to be bigger hold more food or oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah and what's nice is it's now i did order a truckload of gravel and it's now lined with gravel three four inches and then I need to put that first layer of blocks down, and I'm just going to dry stack them. And these aren't cement blocks, as we know them with the big holes in them and stuff. These are actually solid cement, 60 pounds a piece. Whoa. And, yeah, and they're actually blocks that were designed for a retaining wall. Oh, wow. And that's and you, and you stuff. So they're actually designed to just dry stack. and. Uh-huh. So can you leave food in the root cellar longer than the food storage pit? Because right now you've got that food storage pit figured out timing-wise mm-hmm. to take you right to when your food starts coming on from the yeah. garden for the next season. It's going to be a little different because the, the root cellar, you got to wait till it cools down you know, to actually store stuff in it where the pit's going to cool down sooner. Okay. But once it's cool... I'll be able to store longer into the fall or spring because when it warms up in uh, March, March, early April, I clean that pit out. Right. You've got to, you've got to get it out. Got to get it out or mm-hmm. it's going to rot. Yes. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. So maybe I'll use both and do different things. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of different rooms and areas. And that's another thing that you can see in the video is uh, your drying room. Mm-hmm. And uh, where you hang stuff and where all of your, your seed is. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That was originally going to be the meditation room. Oh, but, well, that's full. <laughs> <laughs> that's full. And if you wanted to sit in there with all those seeds and grains or when it's onions or garlic or whatever, you can you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the corn was hanging. That was pretty when the corn was all out there hanging. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to mm-hmm. to meditate for sure. Mm-hmm. Five two seven four eight six eight eight six six KVNF now. Worm at KVNF.org is the email. And Don is on the phone. Hi, Don. Hi, Jill. Uh, happy New Year to both of you. <laughs> happy Hi. New Year, Don. What's Thank going you. on? Well, uh, it's kind of a maybe a dated question. I'm still on last season. <laughs> but um, I have some cherry tomatoes still on the vine. Oh, good. And uh, I have a few that are the best of the best. And I was wondering what would be a quick turnaround so that I might um, start another seed and start another one of those cherries because they did they did pretty well here. Mm-hmm. So you want? Uh, but yeah, I, they're they're fresh now. And I was wondering, is there a way to dry it down and germinate it and make it work? Okay, you don't dry it down. You let them ferment in their own juices. Mm. 
so crush the the tomato and uh, put a little put it in a little water and for three days it's going to um, you're gonna stir it around in some water the, and the the bad stuff falls down to the bottom and the wait a minute let me think about that no the good stuff sinks the seeds that are good will sink and the bad stuff floats uh, oh and then once that happens then you will um, uh, dry those seeds out okay and then you plant them the reason why you have to ferment them is the tomato seeds have a coating over them that keeps them from germinating and the way you get that coating off is to ferment them or a bird okay. it goes through a bird or animal's digestive tract so you got to get fermenting done. I'm surprised you still have uh, cherry tomatoes. That's awesome. Your yeah. system yeah, worked. Yeah, uh, it, it stops putting out flowers around the end of your uh, your show last season. Mm -hmm. And it, there are a dozen ripening now, and it's finished. Okay. Well, good. You might, just for the fun of it, uh, take a cutting from that tomato and uh, try rooting it in another pot. Just, mm -hmm. just for fun, because mm -hmm. you can do that with tomatoes or can i just let it live and then uh, yeah you can let it live but i don't know how much longer it's got fertilize it some oh okay but uh, yeah you know is it likely that it would live a second season well they're indeterminate which means they keep growing until they got frost or they get eaten or they don't have any water you know so cherry tomatoes are indeterminate so you could, I don't know the size of this cherry tomato, but if you had a way to lay it down so that once one shoot was laying in the soil of another pot, but not, not uh, it's called ground layering. And uh -huh. uh, you just uh, put like a, some way of holding that branch on the ground, covered a little dirt, and that could root. And then once it's rooted, you can cut it off from the main thing and just, you got another plant. Interesting. Yeah. Got yeah, very neat. Um, I'm, I'm glad I called. I'm glad I stuck it out with this thing. <laughs> right. It was a hard yeah. year keeping it alive. So uh, very neat stuff. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. That's good. A fresh tasting tomato <laughs> right now, huh? Oh, I have a little tray and they're so flavorful. It's such a treat down here in uh, the Dopey Land. Yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. Good to uh, hear it's from great you. to hear you back on the air. Great to have you call. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye. bye. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what we love about the food that we grow, mm -hmm. right? Is to be able to have it in the off season as well. And yeah, really... and it is so much flavorful. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I think that's almost going to do it for us. Um, you know, there's just, I want to encourage everybody again to go check out um, the website, mm -hmm. kvnf.org. Adam's going to put the recording of tonight's show up there and a link to the website, uh, the video on YouTube of Lance's garden. And it's pretty amazing. You've got a lot of views out there. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of people interested um, and looking at what you do and the fact that you are so uh, self-sufficient, um, mm -hmm. growing all your own food from your own seed. Uh, it really is pretty remarkable, Lance. And we're yeah, so glad thanks. that you're 
a part of this show and bringing it all to our listeners and people all over. We have emails from Vancouver, from Michigan, um, Silt, Rifle, Walla Walla County, Washington. So um, it's really great to uh, see people's interest in in being sustainable (laughs) gardeners. Yeah, and I I had one call from uh, Florida. From Florida. Yeah. Right on. That's great. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got, um, Lance has lined up a lot of great guests for this winter Mm -hmm. season, and um, he'll be with us, and we'll be back next week at 6 o'clock for another edition of As the Worm Turns. I believe it's How on Earth coming up next, and then One Woman's Perspective. So thanks for listening to KVNF. Have a good evening, and stay warm out there. Shine to, oh, ooh, you're about to make a sign to. I gotta get that I love so. Oh, little oh, and oh.